Tonight on Saturday night, the closing night of the Rock of Ages, 1978, August the 19th, our theme for the week has been the Heart of Hope. Colossians 1.27 has been our basic word of God. Christ in you, the what? Let me hear you say it again. Christ. Christ where? The what? Hope the glory. Once more. Christ. To know God, people, and to love his son, Jesus Christ, is to joyfully anticipate Christ's return. The topic tonight in this series on the Heart of Hope, on the closing night of this Rock of Ages, is the hope experienced. Traditional teaching has been departed from in this series that I've done with you. For no two so-called biblical scholars tend to agree as to the prophecies, historical, and biblical events. The mist of tradition has fogged the true clarity of the word and replaced biblical research accuracy. Personally, I claim only an earnest and sincere desire to endeavor to rightly divide the word of truth. As 2 Timothy 2.15 states, we're to study to show ourselves approved unto whom? God. As workmen who need not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And certainly... Never, yes, never, to handle the word of God deceitfully, regardless of the praise or fear of man. As it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, Therefore, having this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not, but have renounced, the shameful secret things, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully. See, we never, never handle the word of God deceitfully, regardless of whether men praise us or whether men or institutions or countries or Governmental powers endeavor to cause us to fear. In Galatians chapter 5, listen to this verse 1. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty. The word liberty means freedom to go where you will. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free. And be not entangled, no longer held in with the yoke 
of bondage. Verse 5, for we through or by way of spirit wait for wait for the hope of righteousness by believing pistis we wait for that hope of righteousness by one thing class what believing believing what the word says for the word of god is the will of god the word of God means what it says, and it says what it means. And God has a purpose for everything he says, where he says it, why he says it, how he says it, to whom he says it, when he says it. And I'm sure you've heard this before. <coughs> still sounds good, and it's still the truth. That's right. You see, it is hope that anticipates it is our believing that appropriates. And it's the love of God in the renewed mind in manifestation which activates both our believing to appropriate and our hope to anticipate. Look at verse 6. For in Jesus Christ neither circumcision availeth anything nor what? Uncircumcision. Neither circumcision or uncircumcision, which simply means to tell you that in Jesus Christ no work whatsoever availeth anything. But believing, believing which worketh, operates by love of God. Charity, it's translated some places in King James, but it's the agapeo, love of God in the renewed mind in manifestation. I would like to give you a literal translation according to usage of this verse 26. Uh, verse 6, rather, in chapter 5 of Galatians. For when Jesus Christ is born within neither circumcision nor uncircumcision gives one spiritual strength but spiritual faith is energized effectively in manifestation by the love of God in the renewed mind and this is what makes one Powerful. This is the year of hope. But in this year of hope, we have to reach out with a fantastic outreach of God's Word. We are WOWs. We witness God's Word. Witnesses of Word. WOW. We are not only word over the world ambassadors, but what class would be the use of having a word over the world ambassador if we didn't know the word? We are witnesses of the word. Don't go out and try to argue with people. Just teach them the word. 
because this is God's word, people. And if they argue against the word, they're not arguing against you, they're arguing against God. And people, that's a losing cause. <laughs> that's why you've heard me say time and time again, I didn't write the book. If you don't like it, complain to the management. Not me. I didn't write it. I didn't die for you. I didn't give my life. Jesus Christ did. Holy men of God wrote the word. And it's God's word. So all I ever endeavor to do is to share the word with people. Witness the word. I never argue the word. I never defend it. We're not defense attorneys, we're witnesses. The word is its own greatest defense. The word does not need a defense, it needs a dynamic offense. <laughs> Without being offensive and stinking badly. Oh, well, bless your heart. Man, oh man. Look at Romans, bless your. See, the outreach of truth is the key this year of, of hope. It's the outreach of truth, the word of God, that has to be held forth in this year of hope. Just because we named last year the year of outreach doesn't mean we quit now. <laughs> Look at Romans, I said, 15, fits right in here. Listen to this, verse 13. Now the God of hope fill you. John, Mary, Henry, Joe, put your name in there. God of hope fill you, Victor Paul Werwell, with all joy, with all what? And ladies and gentlemen, joy is an inside job. Happiness is outside. Happiness is dependent upon the things you have on the outside. Joy is an inside job. God of hope, fill you with all joy. How do I get that joy on the inside? Because I believe that I am what the Word of God says that I am. That I have what the Word of God says that I have. That I'll be what the Word of God says I'll be. That's why I have the joy on the inside. I do not condition my life by the circumstances around me. I'm word conditioned, not circumstance conditioned. I'm word conditioned, not world conditioned. They just got too much L in the world to be world conditioned. Take the L out of the world, you got the word left. And that's the only thing that will ever take the L out of anything, the word. <laughs> I sure got a lousy sense of humor, don't I? <laughs> joy and then the next thing what peace peace
peace in what? Believing. Peace in believing, honey. Peace. Joy and peace. Peace in believing. You see, when you're believing, you got peace. Because when you're believing, you know it's going to happen. So everything goes kittywampus on the outside, doesn't disturb you one bit because you've got the joy on the inside and you've got peace and you know it's going to come to pass. That's right. Old Noah was quite a guy. A hundred and twenty years of witnessing. And all that I've asked you to do as a WOW is to give one life, one year of your life for a special program of witnessing. Noah witnessed for a hundred and twenty years, sir, and never won one person. Lordy Pete, some of us have a job staying faithful one day. <laughs> oh, shoot. Right. Imagine one week staying faithful without screwing it up. Two weeks is like an eternity. A year, oh Lord, a hundred and twenty years. And he never won one. You know, someone, it comes right down the truth of God's word. It's not in how many we win, it's in the faithfulness. Uh, that we stand for that gives us the reward. In, in a steward, in a servant, the one requirement is that he be found what? Faithful. Faithful. And people, you here at the Rock, this is all I'm going to ask these WOWs this week to do. When I finally get to them Monday or Tuesday, I'm going to ask them to do one thing. Just stay faithful on that field. Carry out that program we lay out with you, that little old syllabus. Memorize it. So if you wake up in the middle of the night, you're quoting the syllabus or something. That's right. And if that little old goblin under the bridge twitches your little old toe and he wakes you up, you just quote him the syllabus or something. <laughs> what was his name, that big old troll that used to sit under a bridge and scare everybody? I learned about that in kindergarten, which we never had. Oh, my goodness. Isn't that something? Look, that your peace in what? That ye may abound in hope. That you may abound in it. This has been a wonderful week, hasn't it? But boy, we're going to keep abounding. You know what abounding means? That's what it means. In hope. Through the power, the dynamis of the panumahagion, which is in you. That's Christ in you, the hope of glory. That's how you're going to bound, boy. Look at that. That's the word. That's the word. First Corinthians chapter one. Listen to this. Verse 10. I beseech you, brethren. Beseech means to lovingly implore. I just implore you lovingly, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, number one, that you all speak what? Number two, that there'll be no what? Number three, that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind 
And number four, in the same what? Judgment. The word judgment is opinion. You see, on the outreach of truth, in this year of hope, we have to all speak the same thing. That's the word. Then there will be no divisions. We'll be perfectly joined with the same what? Mind. And we'll have the same opinion. Look at 1 Thessalonians. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1. Verse 2. We give thanks to God always for you all. you got to read the word personal. We, the way international here, I do every day, give thanks to God always for you, all of you WWs, all the leaves on the wonderful tree of life. All of you, I thank God every day making mention of you in our what? Prayers. Verse 3, remembering you without ceasing. And ceasing means with careful attention and persistence. Your work of believing and labor of love and patience of hope of our Lord Jesus Christ in the sight of God, even our Father. Verse 4, knowing, brethren, beloved, your election of God, your call of God, that God chose you. How do I know it? Because when you heard the word of God, you believed. You confessed with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believing that God raised him from the dead. You got saved. That's how I know that he called you because of his foreknowledge. Look at verse 5. For our gospel came not unto you in word only, but in power also, and in Panumahagion, Holy Spirit, and in much assurance, as we know what manner of men we became among you for your sake. And ye became imitators of us and of the Lord, having decomai received the word in much affliction, with joy of Panumahagion, Holy Spirit. Verse 7, so that you were in samples. The text is types, so that you are a type. <laughs> ah, shoot, I better explain that a little to you. The literal meaning of the word for ensample or type is a blow, B-O-L-O-W. Because when they, when they made an impression on something, they took that metal and it was carved out 
and they set it down and they hit it, a blow. That's what made the type, the imprint. Remember Paul's statement, he says, I bear in my body the marks of the Lord Jesus. That's the imprint, the stamp. People, you've got it. It's Christ in you, the hope of glory. That's his stamp. It's such a good stamp. It's eternal life. Boy. You were, you were, he says to the Thessalonians, a type, a blow, the stamp. To everybody out there in Macedonia and in Achaia. They were witnesses, don't you see? WOWs out there. They were examples. A type to all those in Macedonia. Verse 8. For from you sounded out the word of the Lord, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, look at it carefully, but in every place you're believing toward God is spread abroad so that we need not to speak anything. He didn't have to comment on it. Everybody knew it. For from them sounded out what? The word of the Lord. Not the argument about who's going to fry the potatoes this morning for breakfast. Who's going to burn the toast and who'll scrape it. But from them sounded out the one thing, class. What? The word, the word, the word. Boy. Four, verse nine. They themselves report of us what manner of ending, entering in we had unto you. And how you turn to God from idols to serve the living and true God. And ladies and gentlemen, that's still what our ministry is doing. When you witness the word, you're turning people to God from their idols. And you're turning them to the true and living God. That's why you're here at the rock. That's why you've been blessed. You've turned to the true and living God. And that has made you a woman's woman, a man's man. And once again, you feel like something, people. <laughs> verse 10, verse 10, and to wait for his son from heaven. We don't wait for death. Told you the other night, you don't have to wait for it. It comes. We wait for his son from, from where? Whom he, God, raised from the dead. Even Jesus, who rescued us from the wrath to come. And the word rescued, honey, means 
to the best of my communicating it to you, it'd be like a fella just falling over the cliff, over a big old rocky cliff, and just the last second before his feet flip off and he goes over, got rescued, grabbed him. That's that word rescued. Boy, you talk about the accuracy of the word. How do you like that, baby? Boy. Rescued us, rescued us from the wrath to what? Ladies and gentlemen, if we're rescued, we're what? That's right. First Corinthians, please. This one I'm sure you've never heard. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not the love of God in the renewed mind and manifestation, I am become a sounding brass or a tingling cymbal. And though I have prophecy, understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all believing, so that I could remove mountains and have not the love of God in the renewed mind in manifestation, I am nothing. For though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, though I give my body to be burned, and have not the love of God in the renewed mind in manifestation, it profits me nothing. The love of God in the renewed mind in manifestation suffereth long and is kind. The love of God in the renewed mind in manifestation envieth not. The love of God in the renewed mind in manifestation vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up, doth not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked. Oh God, I wish he'd have left the rest out. Thinketh, 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 thinketh no evil. Wow. Rejoices not in iniquity, but rejoices in the what? Beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. The love of God in the renewed mind in manifestation never faileth. But whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But, 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 when that which is perfect is come, class, the return of Christ, then, then, but not until then, that which is in part shall be done away. When I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child, I thought as a child. But when I became a man, with the return of Christ, that perfection, I put away childish what? For now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now like a glass darkly, but when he comes back class face to face, face to face, now I know in part but then, then, then when he returns, shall I know, even as also I am known. And now abideth, believing, pistis, believing, hope, charity, the love of God in the renewed mind in manifestation. These three, but the greatest of these 
is the love of God in the renewed mind in manifestation in the body of the church. That's why we keep moving on, people. Look at Acts chapter 1. Acts 1. We had this the other evening also. We just keep moving on because when Jesus Christ ascended up into heaven in Acts 1, the first great truth after the ascension was, verse 11, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? The same Jesus, the same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as ye have seen him what? Go into heaven. Is he coming back? Yes. You bet your life if he went up, he's coming back. And I know he went up because I speak in tongues. That's how I know. <laughs> we just keep moving on, people. Look at Acts 19. You know, we have those little old trucks says on the side, we move God's word, I think. I've often thought about that. How do we move the word? Well, I've seen people walk it. I've seen people. I, I saw this woman with a little coaster wagon. Her baby was in the coaster wagon and she's pulling the wagon along, walking next to somebody, witnessing the word to them. So we move God's word by wagon. How's that? <laughs> We move God's word by bicycles because I've seen people go out witnessing riding their bikes. Some of us even move God's word with motorcycles. Some, some of us even move it by boat. Some of us move it by car. Some of us move it by vans. Some of us move it by trucks. And sometimes we move God's word, we fly it. The only one I haven't arrived at yet is the satellite one, and I'm awaiting and believing. <laughs> Chapter 19 of Acts. Listen to verse 8. And he, Paul, went into the synagogue and he spoke with fear. That's the last place you'd want to go, wouldn't it? He went there and he spoke boldly for the space of three months, reasoning and persuading the things concerning the kingdom of God. Verse 9, But when many were hardened and believed not, but spoke evil of the way before the multitude, he departed from them and he separated the disciples and he reasoned, refuted successfully daily in the school of Tyrannus. They could only stand him for about three months and they kicked him out. So if some of you have been in that place about 10 or 12 years, I wonder how boldly you've been holding forth the word of God. Well, verse 10, this continued by the space of two years so that all they which dwelt in the province of Asia heard the Logos, the word of the Lord, both 
Jews and what? Two years and three months. A feat which has never been duplicated. With all of our multi-millions in mission work, radio, television, newspaper, everything else, not once has all that great province of Asia heard the word of the Lord in two years and three months. They did it. You have only one answer left, as far as I'm concerned. It had to be God. And the reason it has to be God is because the people believed. And their believing, again, brought God into operation. Verse 11, and God was doing no ordinary mighty works by the hands of Paul. Not ordinary ones. <laughs> Look at verse 18. And many who believed, they came and confessed and showed. They brought, they, 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 you know, they laid out their magazines for them. Their practices. Many of them also which practiced curious arts, black arts, white arts, green arts, I don't care what you call it, all devil spirit stuff, brought their books together and burned them in the presence of all. And they counted the price of them and found it 50,000 pieces of silver. I said to the Corps in Kansas the other week, I'm almost at the place to ask the way people around the country and the world to have a book burning ceremony or do something. Bring them all, bring them all to the Rock of Ages and clean house. <laughs> Get rid of your playboys, playgirls, and your Christian heralds and uh, the rest of them just bring the whole shoot. That's what they did. Honey, I want to tell you something. As long as you keep certain books in your house, you're going to have certain devil spirits there. Long as you keep certain paintings on the wall, you're going to have them there. Go ahead if you like them. Okay with me. It's your problem. I want to tell you the word of the Lord. Then you're accountable. Two years, three months, honey. He went in that school of Tyrannus and, and he boldly taught the word, people. Two years, three months. That that whole territory heard it. And they brought their books, their Pendants, the medallions, you know, their St. Christopher's and all the rest. Their beaties, the seventh book of Moses, that beautiful one about the garden in India. Oh, they brought it all together and they had a big burning ceremony. And that's why verse 20 finally said, and they had never had it until they had that ceremony. So, so, I mean, verse 20, you read it, it's in God's word. If you don't like it, you cut it out, not me. So mightily grew the word of God. 
so mightily grew the word. To the end that the word did what? The word will never prevail in your life until you get rid of the junk out of your life, out of your home, out of your automobile, out of the whole damn bit, honey. It'll never prevail. You'll be a nice talk. That's right. You can be such a beautiful Christian. Oh, I speak in tongues. And I'm a twiggy. Pretty soon I'm going to be a coordinator of a twiggy. Oh, nuts, do you? People, unless that word of God prevails, we're missing the boat. The word of God growing is one thing, but the word of God prevailing has to be at the place where there's nothing between you and God, people. Nothing between you and the word. Just nothing. Nothing. And when I say nothing, I mean what? Nothing. <laughs> oh, my. Look at Thessalonians Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians, chapter 4, 1 Thessalonians, chapter 4, verse 1. Well, we better read 13. To the end that he may establish or establishing your hearts unblameable in holiness before God, even our Father, at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ with all his what? Saints. Furthermore, then we beseech you, brethren, and exhort you by the Lord Jesus, that as ye have received paralambano of us, how ye ought to walk and to please God so you would abound more and more. See, I told you it was a keep moving on. It's a walk, people. We talk the walk and we walk the talk of the word. Look at verse 12. That ye may what? Walk. Honestly, toward them that are without, and that ye may have lack of what? Nothing. If you'll do that, he said he'd supply all of your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Look at chapter 5. Well, but of the times... You know, 14 and following, I read you that before, right? But I'd not have you ignorant, verse 13, remember? Chapter 5, verse 1. But of the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need, I write unto you. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord, which is the day after Christ has come for the church, when he comes with his saints 
unto or upon the earth, then begins the day of the Lord, which is the Lord's day. Cometh as a thief in what? When they say peace and safety, then suddenly destruction cometh upon them as pains upon a woman ready for childbirth, and they shall not escape. But, now watch verse 4. Ye, brethren, are not in what? Darkness. You're not in darkness. That, they, that, that day should overtake you as a what? For you're born of God. You're going to leave before that day. Verse 5. Ye are all the children of what? And the children of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be what? Sober. For they that sleep, verse 7, sleep in the night, and they that be drunken are drunken in the night. But let us who are of the day be sober. Put on the breastplate of believing and love and for a helmet, the hope of wholeness. So, so, salvation is wholeness. The hope of the wholeness of the perfection that we will have when Christ comes for his church and we come with him. Verse 9, because God hath not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain so-so wholeness by our Lord, what? Jesus Christ, verse 10, who died for us, class, that whether we are awake when he comes or whether we are asleep when he comes, we should, absolute tense, live together with him. Verse 11, wherefore, Wherefore, comfort yourselves and edify, build one another, build up one another, even as ye also do. Wherefore, comfort yourself. One of the great purposes in my heart, people, before you ever came to the Rock of Ages, was that this week the heart of hope would bring you comfort that you would leave the rock of ages with the comfort of not only knowing the Lord Jesus Christ, people, but knowing that you have passed from death unto life never to come into condemnation, never to come into that period of wrath, never to go through the great tribulation for God has through his Son redeemed you and made it available for all of us to be with him before that great and notable day. <laughs> Listen to verse Revelation 19, verse 9. He saith unto me, Write, Blessed are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said unto me, These are the true sayings of God. 
and I fell at his feet to worship him. And he said unto me, See, thou do it not. I am thy fellow servant and of thy brethren that have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Verse 11. And I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse. And he that sat upon him was called faithful and true. And in righteousness he doth judge and make war. His eyes were as a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. And he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. And he was clothed with the vesture dipped in blood. And his name is called the Word of God. And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. And out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword, that with it he should smite the nations. And he shall rule them with a rod of iron. And he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness and the wrath of Almighty God. And he hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords, boy. And I saw an angel, saw that angel. That's something wonderful. He saw it. What did he see? He saw this one coming as King of kings and Lord of lords. And that's talking about the great tribulation. When Christ has come for his church, we are at rest with him. And he comes back with his saints plus his messengers of power. He comes back as King of kings and Lord of lords. Chapter 21, people. And after that period of time, it says, I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the former heaven and the former earth were passed away. And there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her bridegroom. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. Verse 4, And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death. The last enemy to be destroyed is what? God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither Shall there be any more pain? For the former things are passed away. What a tremendous record, people. <laughs> Just terrific. Chapter 22. 
closing up this wonderful week of the heart of hope. Listen to verses 20 and 21. Closing the great record of God's magnificent, wonderful word. He which testifieth these things saith, Surely I come what? Amen. Even so come, Lord Jesus. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. Surely I come quickly. May that be the prayer of the heart of every believer at the Rock of Ages 78. Father, I thank you and thank you and thank you for the wonderful privilege of allowing me to live in this week, to be a part of the life of your wonderful people. How thankful I am, Father, that you even just allowed me to be here and how blessed you've made me bringing all of these wonderful believers from all over the world to just be so dynamically blessed and to be such a blessing to everyone. And Heavenly Father, I've done my best to teach the word to your people. And you seal it to their hearts and make it a living reality and send us forth under, under the anointing of your power. I thank you in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.